Hello, today I'm with Dan Murphy, who is the service manager, we call you service managers now, um, for at Parkside and Park Lodge. Yeah? And you've been with us, how long you've been with us now? I've been with Magic Life just over a year, 12th of July last year I joined. How's it been? It's been interesting. <laughs> it's definitely been a journey. Um, Starting off with Parkside, where it was just brand new, there was nobody there, um, no staff, no, no nothing, not even an office. Yeah. Um, and then setting that up, I had four people move in literally in the first two, three months. And then the other two moved in towards the end and beginning of this year. So we've been full now since February. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Park Lodge next door. So we had one service user there. And then now we are going up to number six. What's the next person coming in the next couple of weeks for transition? So, so with Parkside and Park Lodge, how many people are you supporting now? What's that? So this month it'll be 12. 12 people. That's big, isn't it? Yes. That's busy. <laughs> it's very busy. So I suppose the biggest challenge is staffing, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. For me, I've, I think recruitment and staffing is ongoing. Mm. I don't think you can ever kind of rest on your laurels in that sense to say, right, I'm full, I've got my full teams. And originally, when I joined at Park Lodge, they were using a lot of bank staff. Yeah. Um, and obviously, I needed help with people at Parkside. Uh, that wasn't a great experience for me. Um, in terms of getting the support in that aspect. So then I then decided, right, people that I bring in, and the recruitment was from day one, to the point where I'd actually allocated the application I'd wanted before even joining Magic Life. I got the paperwork whilst I was on leave to join. Yeah. Um, So that started from day one. Yeah. Um, and I was quite adamant that I want them preferably to be permanent staff. Yeah. Because then they give that consistency, that continuity, and for the not only for myself as a manager, but for the for the rest of the team and more importantly the service users. Mm. Because if you have different people coming in every day with with four or five new people at the same time, it can be quite chaotic for yeah. them, for us, you know, for everybody, because nobody knows essentially what's going on from the offset because yeah. everybody's new. Yeah. It's not like you have new people that join that can learn from existing people that can get the kind of tools and tips on how to support people in certain situations, yeah. which is really good because we have that now. Yeah. You know, I've got quite a few people at Parkside that have been with me from last August. Right. So they're veterans at Parkside now, yeah. you know? so. It helps to have the new staff coming in because you've got the more experienced staff to say, okay, this is the person, this is how they like to be supported, this is what we do if they're anxious or they're challenging or presenting behaviours in any way. So they have that. Whereas initially, nobody knew. So it was a case of coming in and starting from scratch. So that's where where it varies now in terms of recruitment. But yeah, recruitment has for the last 12 months just been constant because you do, you know, you do have 
quite a few levers, which I did have. I had quite a few levers in the first couple of months. Yeah. Um, because we had people that had moved in that had had long stays in hospital, mm. were quite anxious, quite scared, which subsequently that came through in their presentations. And I think some of the staff were obviously not not up for the challenge, yeah. unfortunately. So I have had probably about three different teams yeah. in the last year when you put them all together. I suppose this is the, I mean, this is one of the reasons why we, we do the, this podcast is to um, promote um, social care as a mm. really great career. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, chatting with uh, people such as yourself gives an insight to people who may listen to this and go, all right, that actually could be a good career for me. Mm-hmm. Right? But similarly, it might not work for everyone. Yeah. And so they'll, they'll join and they realize that maybe this isn't for them. So they go. And, um, you know, there is a life cycle. You know, you're constantly bringing in new people. Uh, and once you've got a nice foundation of staff, they sort of settle down, they understand their, their service users, their needs, their requirements. Um, how, how did you get involved in social care? What, tell me a bit of your journey. I mean, have you always been doing this or were, did you come from a completely different, what was your first job? Oh God. God, I've always worked from the age of 13. But first proper job, I was a nursery nurse. So okay. I worked for children. Um, then I went to work abroad as a nanny okay. in Greece, or a manning, as they used to be called. Um, then I done a f- did that for a couple of years, and it was it was quite intense. So when I came back from Greece, I was like, I just want something that's not as, you know, intense. So I went and I, what did I do? I think I done bar work then for a couple of years. Got my own license. Um, and then I went off to be a holiday rep. Okay. For a... Uh, Funny, you do strike me as being a holiday rep type of person mm, as well. I was in my 20s. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> Couldn't quite do it in my 30s. Yeah. But yeah, so I was doing that. I did that for a couple of seasons um, and then decided that I needed something that had a bit more longevity. And I always knew that I wanted to do something in some kind of caring capacity. So originally it was the children... And then I was like, no, I want to, I want to work with individuals that I can help. Mm. So whilst I was still in Greece, the end of my season, I started to do some research, came across a company, I applied online and then flew back to the UK and then had the interview, I think the next week. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2000 and eight mm-hmm. um yeah then started as a support worker from there right so you started off at sort of the lower ranks yeah, if yeah, you like yeah, yeah yeah i hadn't had any previous experience yeah um that's why i am when i get cvs going back to recruitment when i get cvs it doesn't put me off that people don't have experience mm-hmm. because i'm very much i like to go on the people and what I feel when I do the interview. Yeah. Whereas if I look at the application and see they don't have, it doesn't, it doesn't tell me at all. Yeah. But 
Yeah, so I mean, no one starts off being a star uh, support worker. Exactly. You've got to be trained yeah. in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's something that you know you learn on. It's either you have experience. the passion or you yeah. don't. In, in I think in this job, yeah, you know, you, and you have for me, you have to have that passion, and I have to see that, mm. a, a, you know, a glimmer of it originally, yeah, and then obviously as, as you join the team and you grow, and obviously then that, when you say a passion, passion for helping people, mm. just a passion to want to be a part of something that enriches someone's lives that, that makes it better yeah you know i think that everybody has the right to have a good life yeah. you know people may have i don't want to say restrictions but they may have things that might what's the word i'm looking for put barriers up they might have obstacles yeah. you know and for me, it's just about if if that was me and if I needed support, what would I want that to look like? Yeah. You know, and I've got I've, I've got a thing and I say to the staff at both services, if that was your mum, if that was your dad, if that was any loved one, family, friend, partner, mm-hmm. would you be happy with the level of support that you give to the service users? If the answer is no, then that's something that we and you obviously need to need to think about. Yeah. Um, but that's that's the baseline. Yeah. That's where I, you know, if you're happy with that, then you're on the right track. And that's the kind of staff that I like. When, when, you, when you were younger, did you always have a, a passion for caring for people? Where did it start from? Do you think that this has always been part of your nature? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, in school, I really struggled with studying, with concentrating, with just learning in general. So I always had additional support. Right. So I don't know whether it stems from from then, mm-hmm. but I've always wanted, I've always had that nature where I want to help people. Yeah. Um, and I've all, yeah, I've always, I've always do, do, you think, uh, do you think, do you think generally people want to, to make, uh, have a caring nature part of them if what i'm trying to say is i think most people actually want to be able to do a good job for people and Mm -hmm. have a caring side but you do find people who just you know haven't got a caring bone in their body and i suppose when they come and say i'm going to be a support worker that is evident quite quickly yeah you know you need to have a passion to try and enrich Mm -hmm. someone's life Mm -hmm. i suppose the difficult thing is working in social care is knowing how much support to give where um, if you're working with, with people with needs, we sometimes, I sometimes f- feel that people who've never worked with people with needs overextend the, the support that is that person actually requires. What I'm trying to say is you can do too much for people and mm. then it actually takes away from yeah. them being, feeling that they can do it themselves. Yeah. I mean, the way I look at support is, you know, you, you support them in the areas that they struggle with, but you encourage them to improve. To be independent. Is that your sort of um, mindset about it? Yes, a million percent, yeah. yeah. For me, it's about knowing what areas that the, the team needs to support the individuals in, yeah. but then also the same areas for each individual, because everyone has their own level of independence. It's all different for every person. Yeah. It could be something as simple as, making a cup of tea or making a sandwich for one person, for example. But the next person could be 
going to college on their own yeah. or you know managing their own finances yeah. so it, it all varies but each and every one of the individuals we support has the element of independence yeah so it's about not disabling that yeah. by like you say providing too much support which 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 can happen yeah um because people are enthusiastic and they have the passion which is a great thing but then also you need to have that fine line of yeah you need to encourage them and and promote that level levels of independence so that can grow yeah because that's what that's what supported living is about it's about and for me especially at park lodge because at park lodge the people with support are much more independent mm. so for me it would be a case of i could i can see one or two potentially going on to having their own properties or even um, an outreach service somewhere where the support is much more limited and they've got their own environment yeah um yeah so for me it's about improving not only their day-to-day life but you know the the next step for them yeah um and just providing them with those skills really yeah. i mean that that's how i see it you know it's sometimes very easy to overreach uh, your personal desires or willingness to help someone but in fact you can actually be taking someone's independence away inadvertently i'm sure you know people don't do that out of uh, you know they're not doing that on purpose but yeah. You know, you've got to understand that even if you do have disabilities, you 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 feel you want to feel worthy and um, in charge of your own destiny. Yeah. And I suppose when you take that away from people, you sort of render them useless, and that's not what we're here about. No. When when what do you get from supporting people? Because this is really what what I was trying to say is that. Working in social care can be so rewarding for for both parties. And what I see is that the people that we support, some of the joy that we get from it makes this job. It's not, you know, you think to yourself, oh, I've got, you know, I've got to to help person with this or or that. But when you see them sort of develop, Mm. how does that leave you feeling? Amazing. Yeah. I think that's why. I've done, you know, I did support work for a, a couple of years and I've co- kind of gone up in different different roles in different services. I think I've worked in total in about eight or nine services. So yeah. I've worked across the board and um, at all different levels. To, um, yeah, and I just think you have that, the, the element of satisfaction in, in this kind of work is much higher than you would get in a nine to five office job yeah. or you know, in a shop job or, or any kind of job out there because this this is actually improving somebody's life. Yeah. So you've actually made that, you've left that mark yeah. on that person that actually is enabling them to live more independently or just to have a better life, yeah. you know, or even just to have a lasting memory. Yeah. So when I was a support worker, I used to key work this, this gentleman and in one of our key workings, he said, oh, I want to go on holiday. So I said, okay. He wanted to go to Greece for two weeks. Okay. So I was like, okay. No, I'd only been doing the job five months. Um, so he said, well, would you take me? So oh. at that point, I didn't know, you know, I was new to the, to the industry. I was like, okay. Spoke to my manager and had a few meetings. So off we popped. Two months later, we went to Greece for two weeks. Right. 
just me and him. And he had he had quite a few needs. Yeah. It it was from my part. It was it was an amazing amazing experience because he'd never been abroad, um, and now. I still, I still speak to him now. I still speak to his family. I still speak to him. He's no longer with the company that I previously worked for, but we still stay in contact because we have such a close bond. Yeah. And he will still say, to, up to, I think I last spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, he will still refer to that holiday and that was in 2000, early 2009. Yeah. So, you know, we're going how many years on now? Yeah. And he'll never... Unfortunately, he'll never go away again due to, you know, deteriorating yeah. health. Um, but he'll always have that memory. Yeah. And he's so grateful. So it's those exact reasons yeah. why I do what I do. And I'll go, you know, as far as I can to help people, you know, yeah. achieve their... So this is what, I, you know, being a support worker or a senior support worker, whatever level you get to within the industry... Mm. The, these things never leave you and you think wow you know I've impacted on someone's life in a really positive way and given them this memory that will be with them forever you know physical things you can buy and you can get rid of but memories are stay with mm-hmm. that and it, it, it's like what other job gives you that no, exactly. you know caring for people can be so rewarding you know when you when you look at um, a newcomer how long did you reckon it takes before you think to yourself, this person's got it or they ain't? I would probably say in the first, quite early, Yeah. I would say in the first kind of 10 days, two yeah. weeks max. Yeah. Because you can see, you can see how much they want it. Yeah. You can see that they've got that kind of drive, they've got the enthusiasm, they've got, you know, they're asking the questions, they're getting involved. Even when people are not having great days, yeah. And people are anxious and they're, you know, displaying particular behaviours. These people are still willing to get involved. They're still willing to, how can I help? So how, what, so what would you do in this situation? And for me, I just kind of sit back and I just observe. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm rarely wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I know quite early on. Yeah, I think I think most people, you know, you, you get a feel for someone if they're going to be good or not. Um, and it's just attitude more than anything else. I mean, all the skills that we learn and uh, the courses that we provide, I mean, fundamentally, the core is, you know, you, you get there, uh, it's the willingness to help, mm-hmm. you know, and get involved and, you know, really be part of the team. Yeah, I think you can spot that out pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're like, I need to keep this person. I need to, you know, make sure they stay with us because they're really good. Mm -hmm. I can see some of your staff are wonderful, you know, um, with the ones that I've met. And even just their facial expressions, they're bright and bubbly. Their eyes are open. They haven't brought any of their personal baggage into work. They're Mm -hmm. there for that person for that time. And they're going to have a good day. And the thing I love uh, about... uh, the, the the industry is that you can make your day whatever it wants to be you know you, you speak to your service users well what we're we gonna do let's, yeah. let's get a plan and there's not many jobs that do that no you know where I mean I don't know if you could if I could work in a, a checkout service and just rip it's like robots no I definitely couldn't I mean a drug mad no. where your day can be anything you want it to be here mm-hmm. and you're having fun you're getting involved you're participating and at the end of it, you're seeing someone 
enjoy the day. What more can you want from yeah, that? Doing something that they want to do. Yeah. But as well with the support staff, I'm very, I'm very encouraging. You know, to say right, what's what's happening today? What what's going on? Because sometimes the person we're supporting might not know at yeah. that time what they want to do. So I say to the support team, speak to them. You know, give them some ideas. Give mm-hmm. them some. So I've got an activity coordinator, one of us in Parkside. Who, who will speak to, the, speak to the service users, what you want to do, kind of long-term, short-term. And that's something that's worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's for the support staff as well. Like when I was a support worker, I would come in and say, right, let's go and do this, let's go and do that. Because mm-hmm. especially in the summer months, yeah. you know, you actually get to do all these things as well. Yeah. Whilst you're working and watching somebody else get enjoyment from that. And yeah. For me, that's 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 the greatest thing. So, um, when you're managing a team, do you have a sort of a plan in mind. How uh, obviously it's like a football team, you know. You say, well, this person's good with this person. Yeah. This person's good with that. How do you manage that? Do you? Oh, um, I think it's just going back to ob- ob- observing. Yeah. It's going back to, especially in the early days, where you don't know who's good because we don't know really the people that are coming in. So it's about just sitting back and taking your time to observe who who does well with this, you know, and gauging the service users' interactions as well. It's not just about what staff is good with them, it's about how they engage with the staff because someone could be really attentive and really supportive and be doing everything correctly mm-hmm. as per se a support plan and being really person-centered, but the service user is not receptive yeah. to that support for whatever reason, and we might not know the reason. Yeah, but it's about that as well, and and for me, it's about t- looking and seeing how the two pair together. Yeah, uh, and if that doesn't work, and the service user isn't engaging with that person, then we kind of switch it around a bit. Yeah, um, that's when we that's how we allocate key workers. So right. I have a key worker and a co-key worker for each person. Okay. So that's how we kind of look at doing those teams, and they change. <clears throat> Sorry. They change every so often as well, you know, um, because then a new person might start. Yeah. And you think, oh, actually, they get on really well with them. I'm going to introduce them to... So it's not a stagnant thing. Yeah, it, I was it, about to say that. It, that... it moves around yeah. depending on... And obviously, you know, as you touched on earlier on, we have... There can be quite a lot of... There can be turnover in this industry. Yeah. And we're no exception. Um, so things will change from that. But it will also change depending on new people coming in because yeah. I want to give them the tools to learn how to do key working, how to do, you know, whatever that entails. Yeah. Because um, some people haven't done it before. Yeah. And it, it, I was thinking there could be a risk where someone becomes a little bit too attached. Uh, uh, the services becomes a bit too attached to a support worker and then just wants to work with that support worker. And that then can cause a problem long term. Yeah. Um, another thing I've noticed when I've gone around your projects, the decoration. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this. this, this the old, I, I mean, obviously, know. you know, I can see you having a, a career in uh, interior design. You've done a wonderful job, Dan. Thank you. Is that is that a little passion of yours? Well, yeah. Do you know? It, I've always I've always had that, um, but I don't think it was until. 
when I came to Magic Life that because I was given the freedom kind of and the flexibility to not just say what I wanted actually you know sending the specific links and you know doing all of that so I definitely think that it's something that I, I have a passion for yeah a hundred percent and um yeah I, it's just grown the last yeah. year you know and I'm still I don't think I'm finished yeah I can still see things and I'm like oh okay okay we could do that you know so I've got here for example I've got the sensory room and the arts and crafts room which I have plans for yeah and then I've got maybe the lounge at Parkside yeah yeah um how do you think yeah. Magic Life support you with your sort of uh, wants and needs I'm amazing yeah. <laughs> amazingly um yeah like I said anything that I've wanted within reason and and for good reason I, I, it's always been provided yeah. you know and it's never been it's never been a struggle in that sense yeah. so even to the point where you know we had the new new staff room and office built and that, that was a big job and it, it really happened the turnaround was probably about six weeks from initial conversation to building completion so it's yeah really proactive i think i have found that in the last year with different with different things magic life has been the most proactive have you um you've worked for a different few different care providers one different care providers. oh right um did they give you what you needed no we won't go too much about that. So it's quite a breath. It's a bit of fresh air when you come in and go, you know, it's like they gave you a free range. So, and I've seen that for other project managers. It's like, what do you need? Mm -hmm. What do you need to get this up and running and to, to let Taylor make it, you know, how you want it to run? Yeah. And they've just, we, we do that for you, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, a million percent. I mean, going back to the, the very beginning at Parkside, I mean, as you know, you were there my first day. Yeah. I didn't even have a computer. Yeah. I had a chair <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. You know, so going from the having nothing yeah. to having everything. Um, and from, from day one, I was always kind of, I was always left in a sense to just let me know what you need. And yes. it, was, it was done from there. And I think it was, I was left to do it because I was enjoying it and I was, yeah. you know. I suppose when you get something as new as that and you put your mark on it, you you make, you own it, don't you? Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, if you get, say, right, we, we put, just put you in a project and say, right, do that, get on with it. it. It limits your passion for it. When you can put your own stamp on it. It wouldn't limit my passion yeah, for it. Yeah, you've got to be in, involved in it and own mm. it. It's your, it's, it's got to be you and you've got to leave your imprint on it. Yeah. And then, you know, you take that, you give uh, ownership to your staff. So, you know, get involved, make it happen. You yeah. know, what do you need to make this happen for that mm -hmm. person? You know, as you know, we're not, um, what I like about Magic Life, it's not one, one thing fits all. Mm -hmm. We tailor make it for everyone, yeah. you know, support uh, um, service users. I know you get heavily involved, you get the service user in, how do you want me to do your room? How would you like this? How would yes, you like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I like to make it individual to them. So the gentleman that I've got moving in into, well, starting transition in two weeks, his room's already been painted. Right. So I've, I've already got the colours from him. I've ordered that from head office. Maintenance, I've been and painted it. I like to have things 
planned and it also makes them feel valued yeah of course. because it's it's their home yeah it's their it's their room and even when i decorated the lounge at park lodge i i asked the service users what do you think about these colors what do you think so they were also involved in that yeah. as well because again it's their home yeah you it know? is their home and then once they feel like they they're participating yeah. in it they're contributing to they're it contributing in it they they yeah enjoy it yeah you yeah. know and ultimately this is what we're about mm-hmm. you know i haven't worked any other care at homes you know i've only worked for for magic life and so it's all new to me i don't know how other how other people operate but it just strikes me that that's the right thing to do you know it's someone's home and you've got to make it comfortable how, how for them. they would like it you yeah. know no um, definitely yeah i think i think that's the thing i'm i'm really happy about is how we are different from other care homes you know and i think um we do the do everything that we can to make it work for yeah. individuals yeah and it's yeah yeah miles yeah. apart yeah yeah. Um, so where do you see yourself going? You're not leaving, are you? Well, it's funny you should say that because my original plan was to be with Magic Life for a year. Really? As short so as I, that? I would have been gone already. Right. Um, yeah, so I had some plans in my, so in my personal life to relocate. Um, Out of the country or in the no, country? No. Within the UK, yeah. So up to, up to Manchester. Oh, okay. Um, but I've now, I'm now rethinking that. Yeah. Because I'm nowhere near done. Right. With Magic Life. Yeah. And I still feel, even though the last year has been, it's been such an eye opener, because I'd never in in my last role as registered manager, I inherited a service that was full. Yeah. You know. And I'd never been part of the process to bring a service user into a service. Right. I've, I'd never set up a service on my own. I'd never, you know. So to come to Magic Life and learn all of that for one, for, for now two services, mm-hmm. there's still more to learn. There's course, still yeah. more, you know. So, yeah, it's hard to, to give up you know, a great career when you feel that you're part, so integral to the package. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not an easy thing to give up. Yeah. You know? No, no, no. Um, and you think, well, hold on, you need to reposition, you need to rethink. Yeah. Like, Do I really want to just jack that in, you know? No, I yeah. definitely don't. No. And, um, yeah, I definitely feel... Although Manchester's more. quite nice. Yeah, I know, but yeah. we don't have a, we don't have any projects there. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet, anyway. No, to <laughs> Not yet. Um, no, and there's more. So I want to do. I kind of eventually want to get into quality assurance and uh-huh. kind of go down that route as well. So there's there's definitely things that yeah I want to do. I want to do some more qualifications and yeah, definitely. I think. Um... As I said, you know, working in supported care is not just, you know, uh, supported living. Being a support worker, you know, just doesn't have to be a support worker. If you've got the, uh, the willingness and the aptitude for it, mm-hmm. you can, you know, go in so many different directions yeah. within it. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose that's really 
you know, if we're, if we're using this as a marketing campaign to employ more people uh, and get people to come uh, and, you know, join us, really, it's up to you. You know, there's scope for you to progress, mm -hmm. to move on. And as a company, you've seen how we've expanded and we're continuing <clears throat> to expand. And mm -hmm. I know that we have aspirations for that. So even as, as silly as it may sound, Manchester's not off the board, I'm sure. You know, <laughs> or um, other areas, you yeah. know, and um, really taking a, a successful model like yourself here and say, well, okay, we've got a new project going up, you know, maybe we could, does Dan want to go there? Do, you know, mm -hmm. And he can mm -hmm. then train up a new manager in here and bring up people. Yeah. It's about yeah. elevating people, yeah. isn't 100%. it? Yeah. So I've, I mean, I've done that next door as well because, oh, and here. So my deputy and my senior at Park Lodge promoted both of them. Yeah. Um, and my deputy and two seniors at Park Side promoted all of them. Right. You know, one went from a bank staff to a senior to yeah. a deputy manager. Yeah. Because I can see they have elements of me in them. Yeah. You know, so I know that they'll do, and, they, and I haven't been, you know, and how does it make you feel when you, you bring someone up through the ranks and you think, yeah, they're, 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 they're flying, they're doing good? It makes me feel really good. Yeah. Really good. Especially if they don't necessarily have the confidence to make that move because yeah. I've, I can relate to that. You know, I was a deputy manager for seven years yeah. when really, and you know, I turned down manager's positions because I didn't feel ready. You, but you, actually, in hindsight, I, I was ready. Yeah, it's a confidence thing, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And then when you when you're ready, then you know instantly. When when they came to me with a third position mm -hmm. and said, "Look, there's a manager," I was like, "Okay." Yeah, I'm and I just that. knew. And then from there, you know, didn't look back. But so I I know how that feels. Yeah. So when I've got people that are like, oh, I don't know, and I'm like, you, you've got it. You can learn. I can teach you and train you everything you need to know in terms of management and you know processes and paperwork and guidance regulations all of, all of that kind of stuff but you've got to give you that confidence initially for, for them to be able to say i can make that step yeah even like doing level five management qualifications which i did two years about two years ago yeah i've now got my deputy doing that as well yeah so because i know that they're Capable. they're capable so and they will they'll flourish and, and they and they they, they are. are i think this is the thing is that um we we self-limit ourselves don't we yeah confidence is a massive thing in any mm -hmm. walk of life and then you think you know just go for it you'll fly but they don't know they yeah. can't see it and yeah. then uh, even within ourselves we're scared like oh what happens if i fail my my thought process on that is that okay I can always go back you know, give it a go and do your best mm -hmm. and you, you see what happens. But then even if you do, you're not, you know, you might fail on one one or two different things. Yeah. You know, it's about having the kind of 360 look on it. So if you, if you have 10 things you're doing, for example, and you fail on two, okay, fine. Yeah. But then you know what to do or what not to do next time. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a learning curve. Yeah. You know, and I think just because you know you have a job title of, of manager it doesn't mean that you can't learn yeah it doesn't mean that you don't you know you don't learn together as a team which yeah. is what i think is so special 
about Parkside and it is becoming that way at Park Lodge because everyone is joining that is new. So everything that happened next door, like I mentioned earlier with the new team and the new service users and the new kind of, the new home. So where is this, you know, what is the routine of this home? Yeah. And going like step by step, this is exactly what I'm doing now at Park Lodge. Yeah. Because again, it's a new team. I've got new people coming in all the time. Something just popped into my mind, which I've never really asked this. Do you think there's a pulse to a service, like a, um, like a vibe to it, that when new people come in, they, they get it? Yes, yeah. So I Do you think, get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so I think next door, it's very much a family feel. Yeah. You know, and that goes from the kind of more experienced staff that we have working there that have worked with us since last August, September time. And the and the service users that, that live there. Yeah. They, they they genuinely are friends. Yeah. And they all get on and it is like a family because unfortunately and I've I've seen this many too many times in this industry, people we support might not necessarily have a massive circle around them in terms of family, friends. So to me especially at Parkside, we are their family. Right. We are their friends. And it's very, you know, it's it's very evident, yeah. you know? And, you know, one service user said to me at Christmas, she said, oh, we were doing the Christmas tree. Yeah. I said, to her, do you know, Dan, you're the most important man in my life. Oh. You know, because they don't have family. Yeah. You know, they don't have, you know, a couple of female, you know, dad is unfortunately no longer with us. So... It's stuff like that that really touches you. Yeah. And I was like, God, it's, you know, that's why I do yeah. what I do. I suppose it must be hard when things happen, you know, sad things happen. Mm. And because you've invested so much in that individual, it must be heartbreaking at times. Yeah. Yeah. I can see by your face it's happened a few times to you, has it? Yeah, a few. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's, that's hard to deal with, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we haven't. You know, there's times where, where people, you can see the difference. So part, I keep saying Parkside because that's the more yeah. kind of established one of the two at the minute. Um, you know, I've seen massive, massive improvements in all of them, really. Yeah. Um, you know, we've had periods where, you know, they've become unwell because primarily Parkside's a mental health service. Yeah. So they've become unwell. They've needed hospital treatment. They've come out and it's almost like, you're starting from scratch. Yeah. So you go up again and then something happens and they're in hospital again and then you're, but we continue to do that. Yeah. Um, and it is a little bit upsetting, naturally, because we are human. Yeah. Um, when you do see that deterioration in someone. Yeah. Um, but then for me, all that does is give me the extra oomph. Yeah. To say, well, I know where we can get or we can support that person too. Yeah. So let's so let's do it. And I'm very thankful now that I can now see third time round this particular person is now rising again. Yeah. So I'm very happy about that one. I bet. But yeah, it is. It it can be an emotional job. Yeah. It can be. But I think if you if you didn't have emotion you be something's not yeah. something's not right yeah 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 i think you do but then also in this job depending on how long you're 
you're here, you almost have that mechanism where you, you feel the emotion, but also you also know where to to draw kind of, that line. To draw the line, yeah. Because you got to, you, otherwise you could become unwell yourself. If you get so um, involved in situations, yes. you know, mm-hmm. uh, of course, everyone that, I, that we have are caring and compassionate, but there needs to be a draw. We say, okay, I need to be able to switch off. It's a bit like a therapist, you know, mm-hmm. some therapists speak to other therapists to offload, you know, they, they can't continuously have that put on them and, and take that on board becomes toxic you need yeah. that you need a, a vent you need an off-ramp yeah, for that of course yeah. yeah um but when you are here you, you sometimes do feel it you know yeah. no, 100%. i've been even in my sort of limited capacity with services there's times i felt you know it's hurt me to see you know something happen to someone mm-hmm. and you think oh, that's it affects you for a couple of days yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah um but then you know we're here to support other people as well yeah. I mean, we need to push on forward. Exactly. So I, I get it that you like doing what you do. Yeah, I do. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's... I do miss the support work, though. But I do sometimes work on Saturdays yeah. where I actually I'm on, the, I'm on the floor. Yeah. So I don't step into the office. I don't turn on the emails. I literally, I support. Yeah. And I really, really enjoy it. Yeah. I, th- I suppose if you didn't do that, you get a bit of a disconnect, don't you? You you need to sort of sometimes go to the, you know, the yeah. grassroots level of it, or yeah. the sort of the the day to day runnings of it, mm-hmm. and say, okay, that shouldn't be doing like that. Yeah, you know? that. yeah, and that's for two reasons. So one, it it's to it's to observe the kind of day to day, like like you were saying, the the day to day aspects of of the service or supporting an individual um, that you wouldn't necessarily see. If you're in the office or, or now I'm over here or, because I'm between the two and yeah. I'm not somewhere else doing something something else. So it is very busy, mm-hmm. but having that time with the staff, just having that one-to-one time with them. And, you know, it's a 12-hour day. Yeah. Um, having that time with the, with the service users and you can actually see for yourself, okay, mm. you know, when people come and say, a staff member would say, oh, you know, it's really difficult at this time of the day or this time of the day. As much as you can understand what it is they're saying to you, yeah. unless you do it... Can't visualise it, you can't, can't understand you it. You can't really yeah. get into their what, what, what they're, what they're yeah. meaning. Yeah, but when I do it, I'm like, ah, yeah. now okay, we can. now I can see. So now I can, why don't we do this? Yeah. And then that then helps them out, which is yeah, you know what I'm there for. Yeah, um, yeah, I do like I do like spending time with with the guys. Yeah, I, I like you know getting involved with service users, having a chat with them. Like we were having a chat with one of them today, and he yeah. he surprised me with what he wants to do, and that's amazing. It's great. Yeah, it's really good. It makes you actually reflect on yourself, doesn't it? I sometimes look at think I've got all the tools I could ever need. Of you know. Why don't I do more with that? You know, and it reminds you, say, you've got to just get on with it. You know, go for it. Don't be worried. Yeah. It you know? definitely makes you value life. In, yeah. In a, in a different way. I'm not saying their lives aren't valuable, but yeah. it just makes you think about your own life and, God, actually, yeah. you know, we could be doing so much. Yeah. You know? Well, Dan, I think we're, um, we, we've been chatting for a little while now. 
Um, <laughs> we could talk for hours. I know me and you could talk for hours. Okay. Start showing me your projects and what your plans are for this lampshade and that colour and what we're going to do here, there and everywhere. It's maybe, been... I, maybe I should change to a no, we need maintenance team. No, not maintenance, man. You're doing a great job. We love it. Dan, Thank thanks you. very much for your time. Thank Hopefully you. we'll catch up again, do a follow-up one. Yeah. And um, Another year. Another year. No. <laughs> Another six months. Things yeah. change fast. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's good. Thanks very much, Dan. Thanks, Joe. Thanks Appreciate for giving it. me the opportunity to have a chat with you.